Jesse Douglas Smith McGraw, and this is What Moves You with Jesse. I'm a transformative coach on a mission to share an understanding of how our minds work that challenges how we react to life and our thoughts. I love to share stories and common sense ideas that empower you to take charge of yourself in a way that brings immediate and profound change. What I know to be true is that we are all innately healthy and doing our best with the thinking we have available to us on a moment-to-moment basis. And waking up to this will change what moves you. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Happy 2023! <laughs> I am so thrilled to be back in your ears with fresh insights. As always, I hope I help you see a little bit more into where your experience is coming from so you don't have to be as gripped or overwhelmed by your life or what's on your mind. So speaking of being gripped and overwhelmed by our thoughts about life, (laughs) I'd love to share what's opening up for me more and more, as I have a feeling it will ring true for many of you listening. And frankly, it wasn't until I heard a colleague and mentor of mine share this about her own history that made me go, oh my God, that was me. (laughs) So I'm paying it forward. I have, my whole life, been a very optimistic person, but at the same time, I have found myself, which I've shared with you before, really gripped by worry and fear and anxiety. It was perplexing for me, especially over the last six years when I knew my thoughts were creating these feelings for me, not life, Um, and understanding that has helped with allowing a significant amount of perpetual anxiety to fall away. But I felt like I knew better than to get so caught up, and yet so much of what I was thinking about looked incredibly reasonable for me to consider and focus on. So I would take care of myself while the thinking passed and move on. What I've realized after hearing my colleague share her story is that up to about six months ago or so, I attributed my thinking to my success. I attributed my thinking to my self-awareness, to the depth of my relationships. I essentially valued my thinking as a significant part of what made me a nice, caring, thoughtful, smart, and successful human. Now, I'm not saying that I don't value my intellect, not one bit, but because I attributed my thinking to all of these characteristics about myself that I valued so deeply, when my mind would come in with reasonable looking but very stressful thoughts about things that mattered to me, I would take them seriously and get caught up in thinking my mind was telling me the truth about me or about my life and that I needed to figure things out to avoid those scary pictures. Let me say it a little differently and shorter. (laughs) 
Because I over-identified with all of my thoughts about the good things, I in turn over-identified with all my thoughts about the bad things. Does that make more sense? Okay, I'm going to do some examples. (laughs) If I was going to have a conversation with somebody that I was worried would be challenging or confrontational, I would think through all of the possible ways it could go so I would be prepared. Or I would really think through my boundaries to make sure I was prepared ahead of time so they wouldn't be crossed. (laughs) I was proud of this. This is being a responsible human. (laughs) Another example from a little further back in my life is that I was really proud of how vigilant I was of my behavior. So if I felt like I misstepped with someone or felt some friction with someone, I would walk away and analyze what my role was in the exchange, being not so great, so I could learn for next time. All things that you could see would seemingly make sense, right? But again, because I believed all of those things were either A, necessary to do, or B, part of my identity, which I was proud of, when my mind was serving up scary stuff in a reasonable costume, I'd fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Let me also say, when I say thoughts that are reasonable to consider, I'm talking about things like worrying about money, Uh, worrying about my potential and what was possible for me, things of that nature. So how have I come to see through all of these things so I can be free of the grip of my thoughts? Looking to somewhere completely different than my mind. Starting to look at the nature of the deeper intelligence within that each and every one of us have. Our essential nature, our intuitive mind, our knowing that comes before the psychology of our mind wrestles with it. The space within that is the witness to everything that comes and goes in our mind. The wisdom that is tailor-made for you and your life and everything that is on your plate at any given moment. Thank you, Barb, if you're listening. That last line is, I'm sure, from you. (laughs) You see, when I started to really look in that direction and notice that, wow, that space within has me. For example, my essential nature is the very thing that allows me to be agile in a conversation. One of the biggest things I valued about my thinking was my ability to be prepped for things, as I said earlier, right? Well, now I see that the best conversations that I ever have, even the challenging ones, are the ones where I'm present. 
the ones where I don't have anything on my mind. I started to realize that there's no amount of prep you could ever do for when things go south. There's no amount of prep you could ever do for a conversation that hasn't been had yet. And I started to see how in hindsight, anytime I was in my head trying to force my prepared points or I had an expectation of how things were going to go, I would be spending a lot of the conversation distracted in my head, measuring up how I was doing with how I thought it was going to go. And my mood would tank. And inevitably, when my mood would tank, I didn't feel sturdy. I'd have a lot of judgment on myself and, frankly, on the other person, too, as if they were tuned into my brain and how it was all supposed to go, according to my planning. (laughs) Instead, as I've turned my gaze to this essential nature within, I've realized that when I'm present in the moment, I can feel into how things are going. New ideas will occur to me on what to say or how to say them. And because I'm present and not caught up in my thinking or my mood, I'm in a more neutral feeling and just like a tuning fork. I have found that the feeling ends up being shared by everyone around me. Because I'm settled, they settle. They become more flexible and we find common ground easier. I'm sure you've experienced it yourself, being around others that are in a big feeling. It's easy to pick up on it and feel the same way. And here's the deal. As I've gotten more and more relaxed about myself knowing that no matter what, I've got this. That no matter what, my essential nature has me and will help me navigate whatever is in front of me. My mind is quieted. And P.S., that's like a freaking miracle. I always thought it was just a good idea. I didn't think it was actually possible for me. And sure enough, all the things I love about who I am that I attributed to my intellect has actually become amplified tenfold because I'm no longer dimming myself or giving a limited version of the wholeness of who I am being partially, if not fully, distracted by all the thoughts in my head. And I will say once more that none of this means I don't value my intellect, or even preparing for things, if we're going to stick with the conversation example. If it makes sense to do so, fine. But I know there's something much more powerful that comes through when I'm present And the value of that is far greater than any amount of prep or overthinking one can do. So I leave you today with this. Can you get curious about what it would be like to begin showing up to life as you are and seeing how you rise to the occasion? Can you think of some experiences in your life When you felt in flow or in the zone or really connected with someone and see how those experiences weren't linked to your brains, 
but 100% linked to your level of presence? You've got this. And you don't have to take my word for it. That's some good stuff right there. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Moves You with Jesse. Let's stay connected. You can find more ideas and strategies on being human on my Instagram, at What Moves You with Jesse. Sign up for my newsletter or learn more about working with me at WhatMovesYouWithJesse.com. And please rate and review the show and let us know what you think and what resonated. I read every single review. They mean so much to me. You can also call in on our hotline with your thoughts on what resonated there too. It is always live at 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-JESS. What Moves You with Jesse is produced by Mike McGraw and Tinker City Music. Now, let's take a deep breath and give ourselves permission to live in this moment for what truly moves you.